This is Postcards from Grafton. We are exploring the most fascinating people and places in our community, and everything in between. We are your hosts, Carrie Mariner and Fred Backstrom, librarians and historians at the Grafton Midview Public Library. This podcast is made possible by the Grafton Village History Association. And today we are talking with Carly Mahajan about the old Grafton School. Fred, this is a really inspiring episode because Carly is such a creative person and she wants to make this whole artist hub in our area. Um, And we talk about butterflies and ghosts and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I definitely learned a few interesting things that I had never heard about about the school. So I think everyone's going to enjoy hearing it. Our history matters. Our community matters. Enjoy the stories. Hey, Carly. Hey, how are you? Carly? I'm good. How are you today? Good. good. Nice cold day. Yes, it mm-hmm. is cold. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. We oh, appreciate having you. Absolutely. Do you want to maybe introduce yourself to our listeners and share some things about you? Okay. Uh, my name is Carly Mahajan. I was born and raised in Indiana. So I'm a Hoosier by birth. Uh, I lived in the rural area of Indiana and grew up on a farm. So on a farm, you have to basically make anything and everything you want. Uh, went to, was in 4-H for 11 years, and that's how I got to go to uh, Purdue. It was on a scholarship through the 4-H. And so that kind of gave me the desire and the love for handcrafted things, mm. whether it's art, whether it's reading to each other, because that's what you had. You know, the first television I ever saw was one of those little five-inch circular windows. So <laughs> it goes back a long ways. Um, in uh, 1981, um, my husband and I moved up here. He opened his practice. Uh, I have three lovely daughters. Um, and after I was in the horse industry for probably 20 plus years mm. and had a business of designing and selling um, saddle blankets, show blankets for the reining industry and the pleasure horse industry. That's a certain type of way a person rides a horse mm-hmm. is basically what it is. And my claim to fame is that I hand wove the uh, saddle blankets for the United States equestrian team, gold medal team, that won three times in a row. Wow. That so is so cool. That's, <laughs> isn't that so, yeah, yes. these little feathers did it. That is pretty nice, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess my daughter calls me a walking crafting village. Mm-hmm. I've done China painting. I've done probably anything you name, I have probably tried in the art area except i have not been on stage Hmm. but life is a stage right (laughs) (laughs) so that's basically me i think everyone here at the library has mentioned you at some point so i am so excited (laughs) that you are here do i really want to know (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that kind of talent and creativity Mm -hmm. you know well and you've been such a great partner with the our history programs and and it's you know and that's part of what we're here to talk about today obviously so Mm -hmm. it's been We've been lucky, honestly, to have somebody that with that kind of passion. Oh, I, really. I love history, and mm-hmm. I love a small town. Mm-hmm. I, I just love a small town. That's that's me, you know, rural kid. So, 
You're in the right place then. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so how has this love of history and handcrafted items and arts translated to the old craft in school? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I know one of the questions that you kind of thrown out to be thinking about was, you know, uh, why did you buy an old school? Well, I didn't one day wake up and say, gee, I think I want to buy an old school. <laughs> that just I may be a little bit out there, but I'm not quite that far out there. Um, when I first moved here, and uh, Durkee Grafton's Durkee mm-hmm. General Store was here, I would always come down here and buy the honey. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, would end up driving the old Elm Street back home. And um, I'd go past the school. And I just loved the architecture of the school. I just loved the architecture and was thinking how that's so wonderful that something of that magnificence was in a small Mm -hmm. village. It it just really always struck me as something almost out of place. You know, not to demean the village, but it just seemed like it should be someplace downtown Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So... um, that's how I first came acquainted with the school. And um, then when I saw that there was a for sale sign, and I started asking around. And of course, when I see something of such architectural importance to me personally, mm-hmm. okay, personally in the sense that I had been going past it for 15 years, and really thought it was a magnificent thing. Um, I start thinking about what it could be. Mm. I just, you know, it's just what could it be? And having the background in the arts and a passion for, even though I have a Bachelor of Science degree from Purdue, um, I also know that we are more than one side of the brain. And Mm -hmm. they, they both need to be nurtured. So, and also with the great flight of I being a mother, wanting my kids to come home and not stay someplace else, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but thinking about how many other parents, the kids may want to come home or they may want to stay where they are, but they don't have a means by which to do it. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the arts, if you're an artist, how many starving artists do you know? Right, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But you start out as a starving artist or a star, starving thespian for, you know, until you make it big. And I thought, I really think that that building should be artist studios and a theater, a community, you know, little, little theater. And that was before I was able to go into it. So I was at some dinner parties and I talked to some other people and they thought, yeah, that's kind of a good idea. I thought, well, maybe I'm not so crazy then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so when it came down to um, the uh, the fact that it was taken off sale, and then I think it was 2015. Well, prior to that, 2012, I did actually try and buy it, but it just... He wanted way, way, way too much money for it. And it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. to pay what he wanted 
and to be able to have it as a nonprofit, to have the artists be able to be in there, it just wouldn't wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So fast forward uh, four years, and um, I was driving home from Indiana, and I was thinking I do my best thinking in the car mm-hmm. or the shower, <laughs> and uh, so. I thought, I wonder if it's still available. So I called the realtor while I'm on the turnpike. (laughs) And he says, well, I don't know. Let me call. So he called the owner. He called back and he said, yeah, it is still available. I said, well, can we sit down and talk? So that was in July 2015. And um, sat down with the realtor and I said, well, I know that he paid a dollar for the property. So I will give him eleven dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and the the realtor and I had long conversations. So he he didn't throw me out, <laughs> but he looked at me and he said, "Well, that might work. Uh, do you want the property and back?" And I said, "I love it, but I know that's not going to happen." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, let me talk to him." So we talked to him. And he said, he'll sell it to you for a dollar. So I got the building for a dollar. It has cost me by far more than that. (laughs) Just the closing costs alone, okay? Mm -hmm. So now I have a building that I wanted. And be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Um, And then um, they ran into some problems uh, in the closing. And someone came forward and talked me off the, the ledge, and we went if, went for, forward, and now we have a building. Mm-hmm. So did I answer your question? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to go off in, on tangents. That's okay. So that's how it, and then I found out that it's actually on the National yes. Register of wow. Historic Buildings. Yes, yeah. yes. Grafton has two of them, as uh, Fred is very well aware. Mm-hmm. And this is the second one. Yep. When was it designated on the list? 2009. Yes, it was relatively recent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like you said, it's, it's, it's Art Deco, which is very unique in this area. And, you know, it's, there's nothing like it around here. Absolutely nothing like it. The sister uh, one to this building, mm-hmm. a sister in the sense that it was the same architect, mm-hmm. uh, Caldwell. Uh, is in Rocky River. Hmm. Yeah, and it is the city town hall. Oh. And it's repurposed. Yeah, I grew up in Rocky River. Oh, okay. Um, at the current town hall? I believe so. Huh, okay. It's currently under construction, so I don't know what... Okay, maybe this was the old one then. Hmm. No, it does kind of... No, the, yeah, the town hall would be Art Deco. Okay, okay. Uh, they're building a new police station nearby, uh, like right attached to it, but that uh-huh. is an Art Deco building. And it's the sister really? to this one. Yes. Yeah, see, that's that's actually news to me. Oh, which is very interesting. Oh, <laughs> so you heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> because you know, I, I grew up there, so mm-hmm. I I've driven past the city hall thousands of times, perhaps in Rocky River, and you know, you see it as Art Deco, but you, I never realized it was the same architect. That's very interesting, same actually. Architect. Yeah, same it's Strange that I have a. Uh, Connection to both. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> very often, and you yeah. drive through one to come to the other. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah, that's, that's very cool, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, did I answer your question? Yeah, oh, and okay. I, I think 
there's a place in Lakewood um, that was an old screw factory, and they've since taken the building and they've put artists inside. They can have a studio space. They can do shows there. But I think that is something you see like in Cleveland or like the immediate suburbs. So to see something in a smaller town out this way is really special. It's uh, mainly in in concert with the fact that we've got Oberlin College mm-hmm. is what is in my mind. All mm-hmm. right. Um, the person who put on Bizarre Bazaar, I had her come out and look at the school with me. Mm-hmm. And she is just thrilled because she could not believe how close we are in proximity to Cleveland mm-hmm. and how an artist could actually have their livelihood in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but they could have their studio here at a very reasonable price mm-hmm. and um, have the best of both worlds. But, uh, and the Ginkos in, Cle- in um, Oberlin, um, Elizabeth I've talked to, she's the owner, and she has People have to die before they can get a space in hers. And mm-hmm. she said, as soon as you're ready, she said, I can have people that really, really need, need space. It. Yes. Yeah. I've had people come through for uh, that are with the, um, the College of Music, the, the observatory. Um, Conservatory. Conservatory. Yes. Thank yes. you. I knew that. Didn't sound <laughs> I knew that I was observing instead of this. Um, she has come through and she said, you know, these rooms would really work well hmm. for uh, some of the different orchestras or such. So um, just waiting to get it pulled together here. <laughs> the hard part, that's true. And, yeah. The, and I, I suppose there is a conservatory out in Berea, too, at BW. Yes. I bet there so, is. Yes. I didn't we're both that. BW alongs yes. here. So. Yellow Jackets. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. Oberlin and BW are both. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Which will? Maybe we shouldn't put the students right next to each other. Yes. There. Me, I never honestly cared because I thought, hey, cool, great. But yeah, yeah then that's, that is, there's a demand for that kind of space, I suppose, really, especially around this area. There's really, right. There's, there's, not, there's not much else. There's, yeah, that's right. Honestly. There, uh, and my feeling is that with the, uh, everyone would like, when you go to school, particularly artists or anyone, you, you network, mm-hmm. you've got your own friendships, mm-hmm. you have your own, you really, first time you put on down roots someplace other than your own home, all right? And you'd like to stay there. So if they have a means by which to have their um, food on the table, but then also take care of their love in a studio that is very reasonably priced, um, that's my main objective main objective Mm -hmm. I would love to know more about the history of the school um Mm -hmm. I think what listeners will come to find out is I'm still like the new kid on the block at the library oh you mean I'm not the new kid anymore (laughs) yes (laughs) good here's your ticket (laughs) thank you I accept it I've been learning as we go with this Mm -hmm. whole podcast and just being here as a children's librarian so whatever you can share with me about how this building got started and the architecture would be great. Mm-hmm. The, the building is just a testament to the people's belief in the future here in Grafton. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, that's mm-hmm. really what it was. Um, in 1920s, late 1920s, the basketball team was the champion, I think, maybe four times. Quite a few times, yes. Quite a few basketball times. is huge in yes. this area. Yes, yes. 
prior to, okay? But they would be going to all these other different places to be able to practice. One of the places was a car dealership here in town. He would open up the garage and then the kids, the boys would practice in the car dealership. (laughs) So the school on Chestnut needed to have expansion. They they had them at that school and then I think they also had them at some of the, the... Classes were at other places throughout town? There were some, yeah, and some, some random buildings that they had space in because they were so cramped at, the, at that school, by the, especially by the late 20s right. and into early 30s. It was, it was a very small building. Right, right. And so the townspeople, I hate to say this, but it was actually basketball that prompted mm. this school. Uh, the town wanted to build a gymnasium. For the boys, the championship team, I mean, this was is very, very wonderful. Very, very wonderful. And they were going to add it on to the Chestnut School. And when they put the plans in to the state, the state said, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. So they developed a whole new plan, which I believe this was the first new plan that they did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then they submitted it. It was not the full size that you see now. Mm-hmm. It was the original part, which would be the the furthest south to about halfway north mm-hmm. is the original part of the building and also the gymnasium. So they submitted the plans to the state and the state came back and they said there was some problem with the, the funding. Um, they didn't have enough funding. Mm-hmm. But the important part where I want to really emphasize for the fact of how forward thir- thinking this, the whole village was, is they wanted what was called a first class school. Mm-hmm. Now there were three tiers mm-hmm. for schools. There was the third class, the second class, and the first class. And the first class school, I don't know whether Chestnut was third class or second class. That I don't know. It was... My it probably was actually third uh, okay. because it was it was a, a building from the eighteen ninety early eighteen nineties that was really did not have any any kind of really use at that point as a okay. school. It was it was really rough. Okay, I was thinking it went from a third to a first, but I didn't yeah. want to. I, I I think so. I could be wrong on that. But okay, it, it, okay. It, it well was, we'll both be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's our story. We're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, with the big asterisks, I think it went from a third class. They wanted to have a first class, and what that meant was that they had to have K through 12. Mm -hmm. They had to offer biology, chemistry, home economics for the ladies to be able to learn how to run a family or run a home. Um, And they also had to have uh, physical education, which was a big thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where the the gymnasium would work in, Mm -hmm. all right? So, they did pass a bond. I think it went by, by like 90%. It was Quite like easily. Very, yeah. very easily. Mm-hmm. And But then, and I'm not really clear on all this, it came about that in order to get enough money, I believe, they had to go through the... Oh, I know. They had submitted it under the CCP, mm-hmm. which was the pre-runner of the WPA, mm-hmm. Work Progress uh, Authority. Mm-hmm. 
And so now this is a WPA building. Mm -hmm. It was actually built with WPA monies. And um, it was started December 11th, 1935. And the kids went, started school in 1936, but the top part was not finished. Um, they were still plastering and everything. But that's how the school came about was because the village wanted a first rate school for the students of Grafton mm -hmm. in this area. So it's a testament to their forethought. We need more of that. Mm -hmm. And just lots of community too. I mean, mm -hmm. we talk yes. about how it was basketball, but look at what that creates. You have families supporting their students and you have people coming out together to rally behind these kids. So it really speaks to that as well. Also along with that same, uh, with when they built the school, talking of community, thank you for saying that. When they designed the school, the gymnasium was designed so that it could be used for uh, community functions. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many pictures of the uh, was the VFW would have theirs and the yes, Kiwanis. and the Kiwanis had there's several pictures of the Kiwanis. I know I know there's we have a quite a, quite an interesting picture of all the men dressed as women in that one. That was a great great like a fun event they were doing it. That was back in the. 50s, I believe. I, I'm not sure. I just know I've seen the pictures. It's a great picture. Them. It's a great. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that in the gymnasium, and you'll get to see this someday, uh, when you walk into the gymnasium, the stage is in, right in front of you. And over to the left, if you go way far to the left, is, a step, is an opening way. Well, that opening way then connected to the main part of the school cafeteria, mm -hmm. which was right there, so they could feed people mm -hmm. and have it come directly down into the gymnasium so the food could be nice and hot. So mm -hmm. it was really not just for the school, it was for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very well thought of. What have been some of the, you mentioned challenges that you've been going through, <laughs> and, I, and I think I, that's something that I think we all would be interested in hearing about, is like what what kind of challenges did you actually start to find as you got into the, the building, which hadn't been in use for, um, the school moved out in 05. And so it's, it's been, at that point, it had been 11 years, right? Thereabouts. So with very uh, little maintenance, as far as I know. Pardon? With very little maintenance during that time, as far as I know, because it really was pretty much empty in those years. Um, the uh, superintendent, I believe, moved in there for a couple years. Oh, was he there for a few? Okay. Yes. Uh, because they had totally remodeled the south part. That's okay. pretty bad. So, um, the one thing that has become the biggest challenge was just prior to my purchasing the building, the owner that winter before had turned off the heat. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. Yes, oh dear. Hmm. So that's what caused many challenges. Yes. Um, prior to that, um, what that actually meant by the heat being turned off was that they did not drain all of the pipes. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some split pipes. We've since mapped everything out. We, Anthony, thank God, mm. has been my urban explorer, and he has mapped out every pipe in that building. Um, and... Uh, because of the fact that it was not heated, the tiles have popped up. And those tiles are asbestos. If the heat had been left on, the tile would not have 
popped up. The um, pipes would not have burst, and I would not have had black mold. Mm-hmm. So that's the main mm-hmm. challenge that was unexpected, and yeah. that was one of your questions about yeah. your unexpected, unexpected thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're working through it. We are. I I'm a tortoise, and I just keep on plodding. It mm-hmm. it will happen, and we are um, getting closer every day. Um, the uh, the main challenge that has turned into just an absolute joke for me anymore. If a if an inanimate object could be human, the playground equip- equipment would be a child refusing to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have given away the playground equipment. Four different times. Oh. Four different times. (laughs) The playground equipment is still there. So I have given in, and uh, we are going to keep it. We're going to paint it, because this summer, uh, we started working on it last year, uh, having a community gardens Mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. So we've got everything cleared up in the back. It's all cleared out, all the trees, all the bees. No, not the bees. The bees are staying. Oh, good. All the, uh, (laughs) everything is cleared out there. It looks beautiful, Mm. if I can say so myself. Um, So that will be starting. The two girls from Grounded in Yoga, Becca and Alyssa, had contacted uh, Mayor Dave and said, you know, has the village ever thought about having a community garden? (laughs) And Mayor Dave says, Funny you should say something. <laughs> Someone has one going. <laughs> so they have rounded up the friends and such. And so last year we were able to get some things done back there. Uh, the pavilion is still in good shape. Oh, really? okay. uh, so we've got some ideas as far as how to go forward with that. Uh, but this year we will be having community gardens back there. Uh, and then the playground equipment can be used for the little munchkins that will be coming, mm-hmm. hopefully with mothers and fathers or grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll have something to do if they don't want to dig in the dirt. So, <laughs> but that, that has been probably the biggest challenge was trying, giving that away. Actually, four different times. Four times. Four <laughs> times. <laughs> I guess it's meant to be there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big believer in that, mm. is that, um, Things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And with this school, so many things have just come at just the right time. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. Okay, almost like. So, first build, um, purchasing the building, needing to do the, um, the mapping out of all the rooms and such. And um, Anthony mm-hmm. comes up to me and he says, do you, a, little, a young young 14-year-old boy mm-hmm. says, do you need any help in the school? So I talked with his parents and they said, sure. And Anthony has been an integral part of everything of that building since then, which was 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, then when it came time 
to, uh, I was taking down all the boards in front of the building. And um, a gentleman across the street comes over and he asks, what am I doing to do with the boards? I said, do you want them? <laughs> he goes, I have a friend who may want them. He's moving back from West Virginia and he may want them. So the gentleman comes over and this gentleman is a uh, gospel and bluegrass recorder, recording oh, artist. Wow. And he has been helping me with figuring out how to lay out the gymnasium so that it is now going to be a good theater for performance or small venues, etc. And so then uh, the next one was when we had the community garden mm -hmm. thing here. The only people who came were <laughs> was the uh, extension agent and two people who came to talk for the bees. Mm -hmm. They wanted to mm -hmm. make sure and not wanted to know what we were going to do for the bees. Mm -hmm. Well, in the side of the gymnasium, in two of these huge windows that are covered up, I have beads that it is stocked with honey. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They've been there since 2015. All right. So, and they've never left there. They've always been there. So I had, a couple years ago, I'd asked someone to come and please move them. I did not want to have them killed. Mm -hmm. I, I just, no, they're honeybees. They're not. So then the two people came to talk for the bees, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're the ones that then helped me clean out the back of the um, playground. And we're going to have an apiary to the side in the little green, excuse me, fenced in area. So all the bees can live there. So we're moving wow. the bees there. So like I said, as it is needed, someone shows up. And my playground equipment is still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not leaving. I mean, that's really kind of amazing when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Especially somebody from across the street is a bluegrass recording artist. He knew the guy. Or knew, or knew the gentleman that yes. was coming back that was the yes. Yes. which is kind of and this is a place for artists and exactly it's just it exactly. all kind of fits together and what's even further crazy about that part is that bob had been down in west virginia and he was converting his old school into one of these wow and into a gymnasium oh. and such and he said i've been hoping and hoping that i could maybe get something a recording studio up around here and he said and here you are so it's just like you know i'll keep my playground equipment <laughs> just keep it all coming <laughs> well to speak to that though i mean that's a piece of nostalgia that people are going to mm -hmm. be drawn to too so it, it's sure. worth keeping there oh yes mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that mm -hmm. when i would put it on facebook first off that i wanted to have it moved they were all like, well, it can't leave the village. It has to stay in the village. You know, mm -hmm. they, it was going to be at the uh, reservoir, mm -hmm. but then they couldn't figure out. First off, well, that's a, you don't need to hear all this. It was four <laughs> times, okay? But yes, people love the playground equipment. They really do. Yeah, they well, really do. well, we have an employee here that was in that was in the last. Uh, she was in elementary school when it closed. Oh, really? So okay. she, you know, she remembers it. And a couple and, former employees actually have, yeah. 
And everyone remembers mm -hmm. their first school. Sure do. Everyone does. You don't remember, at least I don't, and I don't think it's, a, I think it's the same thing with everyone. It's first, second, third grade. Mm -hmm. You remember yeah. those days. And mm -hmm. that's what I found with this particular school. They're all yeah. like, uh, yeah, it, it, it holds a, a place in everybody's heart. It just does. Are there any features inside the school mm -hmm. that you would be keeping, like any murals or chalkboards or things that people would connect with their childhood memories? Everything is going to be kept. Mm -hmm. uh, I may be taking out, and this is back and forth, uh, the um, lockers. Mm -hmm. Now, I know this is a very emotional thing to some people. <laughs> they love their lock, they love their, their old lockers. But I was thinking it would be a good place to then have showcases sure. for all of mm -hmm. the artists downstairs so that they can showcase their things for people that when we have an event and they're just walking the halls in between you know during intermission they'll be able to see these things um and i also plan on having art fairs and such um and along the line with the um the community theater i want to have a summer camps for the kids, for theater, and for art. Now, I'm working with another group on how to develop that. Don't have the building done, but we're working on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's ready. So it's ready when yeah. we're ready to go. Sure. Yeah. Are there any, I've heard at least, or I've read some things about um, like time capsule-like objects. <laughs> Wasn't there something in the cornerstone <laughs> of, the, of the building? The main entrance, I've, I've read that. I don't know if it's completely true necessarily, but... Uh, Fred Lesher oh, yeah. and I spent one whole summer mm -hmm. prior to him passing mm -hmm. looking for that capsule. Really? And there are now holes that John has <laughs> dug, had drilled into the back of the cornerstone. Because if you read that one article, mm -hmm. it said that due to a strike mm -hmm. at the quarry, the cornerstone, or the face of the cornerstone, was brought later. Mm -hmm. So that kind of implied that there might be something behind it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, answer your question, God only knows. No. Okay? <laughs> one of those mysteries. Huh? Yes, one mm -hmm. of those mysteries. And mm -hmm. uh, I've had the uh, ghost hunters had mm. come in and we oh yes i've got i've got ghosts i want to hear about that i've got ghosts i've got ghosts i've got ghosts um yes orbits came uh, in mm -hmm. um probably my goodness what year is this this is 2020 we forget about <laughs> so it was I mean 20 just didn't happen okay. no let's skip that one well just well we basically did true uh, <laughs> so it was in uh, 2018 mm -hmm. they had come in uh, Chris Smith mm -hmm. the gentleman mm -hmm. and he asked me he said this guy does ghost hunting and could he come in well I've been approached by many many different people through Facebook you know can we go in and um, it's like no 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 but since Chris knew him, I said, yeah, mm -hmm. let's have him go through. So Chris was there with them, and they found ghosts. <laughs> they found ghosts. And also one really, I've got a, a the, um, the videotape of 
not only the audio, but also the visual. Hmm. And there's one where he is on the inside of the school in the gymnasium. Do you know? Well, there's the gymnasium is in the back of the building. Mm -hmm. And here's the front of the building. And you can see from the gymnasium straight through to the front and outside, mm -hmm. all right? So he was inside the building and he had his video camera on and you can see as plain as day, a gentleman, a person in a fedora mm -hmm. walk right in front of the building on the outside from south to north and so he comes running out and he asks everyone, you know, who was that? Who was that? There was no one out there. But they're on my video. <laughs> and so then we also have um, where in the art room, the old, it was the final art room, where, uh, and I'm not acquainted with what this is called. You probably are, Fred. Hmm. Or perhaps you, Carrie. Where when they're doing the, um, the graphic imaging, and they use just points for on the body, and then they reimpose the uh, motion capture. Yeah, hmm. probably that. That's probably it. But but they use points. Yes. Okay. Tape little balls taped to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then when it shows up on the computer, mm -hmm. it's like a uh, point. Sticker, when they yeah. connect up, yeah, a little stick figure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in the artist room, um, there was one entity that was uh, in there. And then another one just suddenly shows up and goes over and actually hugs. Mm -hmm. You can see it mm -hmm. hug. And then it comes back and it leaves. <laughs> it was friendly at least. Yeah, it was, it was friendly. <laughs> and you can hear distinctly in the gymnasium, uh, someone come walking up and down the steps in mm. the uh, the balcony, mm -hmm. like someone's footsteps coming down, footsteps coming up. Then in um, the other one, they had, where they usually will take, there were a lot of toys that were left in the school, down in the basement. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of old toys. Mm. And um, so they took one of the this baseball upstairs into one of the rooms, and they put it in the middle of the, the floor. And, and a lot of times they'll say, you know, is if anyone's here, would you move it? Okay. And um, <clears throat> so nothing happened. And when they went to leave, the ball was way over in the other corner. <laughs> and it never hit. They, they had never, <laughs> never moved. So, um, but then on, in 2019, I had a ghost hunt where I donation and people went in and they got to actually use the equipment that uh, they could then see it as they went through different rooms. Hmm. So we were planning that in 2020 for three times. However, 2020 didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> it's to be done again. Yes. So ghosts. Yes, I've got ghosts. I was really ah, excited. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's a very um, old building after all. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, it it just, um, I just think it makes it more whole. I mean, mm -hmm. something 85 years old has to have a ghost too. <laughs> well, and it proves the connection that people mm -hmm. have to the building. Yes. If you have spirits that feel the need to hang out there, yes. right? <laughs> yes. And stay there. That's where they yeah. can say. Yeah. 
the energy of the place would be, mm-hmm. you know, something important. Yeah. So, yeah. Every time I will go in there when I first purchased it, I would talk to the building. I know it sounds really crazy, mm-hmm. but I did. And I'd say, okay, what are we going to do with this building? What are we going to do with this room? What, is, what should this room be? Mm-hmm. What should this room be? What should the, this one looks like this? So um, I've never felt uh, afraid in the room. In mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And it's 56,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's... That's a big empty space. <laughs> it's a good sized building when I think about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I got ghosts. <laughs> right here in River City. <laughs> what other kind of events have you had if you've done ghost hunting? That, the first thing that I ever did was when we had started back for the Bicentennial, mm-hmm. the um, uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. old-fashioned Christmas. Uh, they allowed me to have people be able to walk in and I, I'm a collector. I'm a collector of everything, um, but of snow village. And we mm-hmm. set up a snow village in there so that the little kids could come. And that's something that I do wish to have as a permanent uh, feature to have something set up in connection with, if you're gonna dream, dream big. This is mm-hmm. my motto, okay? So I had thought, it, to have it connected with the fact of um, all the railroads that come through here and have mm-hmm. a whole big railroad thing set up with having the Christmas area and then have another thing that looks like our village. So this is in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think you're creating this kind of mecca for artists. Like you gotta have creativity and dream big and, and all of that. So yes. <laughs> Have a couple screws loose. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm right there. I live there. <laughs> go bigger, you go home on these projects. That's honestly. right. That's right. You have to. If you're going to fall flat on your face, make it really well worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what are the next concrete steps for the building? Like, what are you hoping, you know, this year or next year that you want to see happen? Depends on the funding. Okay, mm-hmm. I've been uh, doing a lot of fundraising. Uh, The biggest thing is to get, and here again, I tend to overthink some things. Um, The the village has been very good at working with me for the the school. Um, They've been extremely good. Um, They've said that if I get heat and water in there, I could have a permit. Right. I've already got electricity, but I'm trying to make this so that it is um, good for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just do something to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have the heating done so that it is going to be good for the future. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the problem. Okay, uh, I will have water there for the um, gardening for the summer. Um, and I'm still exploring. I would love, and I've been looking into this for many years, there's two things that I would love to have done there. Hey, I'll just tell the universe right now, and maybe <laughs> someone listening to this podcast is going to say, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. You never know if Get people have out. come forward so far. Oh, Something might have, fall into place. Right mm-hmm. they, they really have. Mm-hmm. And I... It just is wonderful. It, it's mm-hmm. really wonderful. So, um, one is solar energy. Oh. Have that just mm-hmm. up on top so that uh, I've always been big into the renewables. And um, the other thing I would love to have, and I've been saving it, um, is a, it's called a green roof. Oh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to have that on the, the lower part mm-hmm. of the building and have it filled with um, milkweed. Mm-hmm. For the monarchs, yes, mm-hmm. and that's something that I would love, love, love to have, because having the solar energy on the top of the the north south part is more than enough to take care of electric heating and lights for the building, and I just feel so. I'm losing the word about monarchs. I feel passionate, very fat, passionate mm-hmm. about, you know, not only the bees, but the monarchs. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we've lost 85% of our monarchs, yeah. and that's a huge thing. So um, I've been saving the seeds from my milkweed <laughs> patch, and we have a milkweed patch mm-hmm. out there. There's a little Good. small milkweed patch that we have saved. So, and there's a lot of people here in the village that really are very much into for this and i just think it'd be so wonderful to have some place like hinkley has the buzzards that yes. return mm-hmm. we'd have the monarchs mm-hmm. i mean how much more cool and they're much prettier than vultures Th- that's true. Like <laughs> yeah i like turkey i like those buzzards but yeah, you know yeah. but let's face it monarch <laughs> vulture uh well i think i'll go with the monarch yeah <laughs> so <laughs> those those are my dreams mm-hmm. i would like to have the solar energy mm-hmm. on the one part and the um, the green roof on the other. Um, at this point in time, uh, it's prohibitive mm-hmm. financially. Um, I've talked to, uh, I have a company that would do it, um, West Roofing. I'll let you know, mm-hmm. they can do it. Um, but it just, hmm, at this point in time, you know, mm-hmm. get it open or have a green roof. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely good projects to work on in the future mm-hmm. as the yes. as the as the project continues. I mean, yeah. we have that giant solar farm now in Grafton, mm-hmm. so you know we're, we're maybe known for a little bit of solar energy around here. So exactly, be, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. The wonderful thing about the green roof, which I did not know, is that the first time I heard about a green roof was when I was in Alaska, because everything mm-hmm. there is uh, is a sod roof. Okay, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Uh, go bad. The roof does not go bad because you don't have the UV coming out down and getting gravel. Mm-hmm. And it's like this makes sense. You know, this makes perfect sense. So, um, yeah. So if anyone's listening out there, <laughs> I know. One I the, want um, for Christmas. <laughs> one of the libraries in the county has a green um, up in Vermilion and Ritter. They have a LEED certification. At least they did, and they had a green roof. Really? In a green parking lot, I believe, too. Special special kind of stone. 
Okay. Filters. Okay. Yes. 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 But yeah, they had the they had all sorts of stuff on that that building when they renovated it. About oh. Ten, twelve years ago, something like that. I'm going to have to make a visit. Now, this is in Vermilion? Vermilion, yeah. That's not too far. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I'll have to go and look. Mm-hmm. Good. I think they're one of the few in the area that, uh, that have done that, so. Okay. Okay. Well, if they can do it, I can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pouting behind this. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, there's a pout behind here. So, okay. so mm-hmm. that's basically what is happening with mm-hmm. the, the school. Lots and nothing. <laughs> it's exciting to hear that that stuff. There's there's a lot of here at the library. We always get questions about oh what's going on over at the school because there, there's people that care. Mm-hmm. They went there. Their kids went there. It's been a landmark in the community for eighty plus years now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was one of the biggest building projects <laughs> in the village. I think ever. Maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah. You know, besides them digging a quarry, I, I can't think of anything any bigger than that. No, no. Really? Uh, I was able to get from the National Archives mm-hmm. um, the paperwork on film mm. that they had for this project. Oh, And also the projects that were in Illyria, I think there's a couple in Lorraine, that are on that uh, microfilm. Yeah. And um, interesting things. You know, they talk about people's names mm-hmm. that were working there, and um, uh, just fascinating history. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's a unique thing in this community, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. very unique. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be there, and it's going to mm-hmm. get done, and we're going to be able to have events there. Um, I don't know, as I told you, it, by code, it can seat three hundred forty people. Oh, that many! Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. I was surprised. I, I mean, they. It was not a small school for a long time. There's a lot of students in that building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially after they expanded it <laughs> right. in the fifties, they put that other wing right. on there. Right. Uh, yes. At the. Uh, I'm glad you said something about that. Mm. That's another thing that I'm putting out there. I would love to have. Someone had approached actually Mayor Dave to find out about setting up a cooking school oh. in the school. Uh, the um, cafeteria is still there. Mm-hmm. The, um, the big area where you uh, the kitchen is still there and could be very easily made into something. So um, I would love to see that happen, to have a cooking school there, which would be very, really, really nice. It would certainly round it out quite well. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It would. And it's still an art. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, everything is <laughs> absolutely. Art. Everything mm-hmm. is not. So it's still staying within the the mission parameter, mm-hmm. and I think it would be just something really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So letting everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if we ask about funding? Like, if someone wants to reach out to you, how would they get in touch mm-hmm. with you, or what kind of events have you done in the past that you might want to do again? Um, it's now uh, a nonprofit. I was able to get a nonprofit set up. It's called uh, Historic Grafton School. We're getting a website set up um, mm-hmm. so that if people wanted to contact, can go through the website, want to donate, go through the website. Uh, I'm waiting for a 501c3. It That takes a while. Yes. You know, yeah, it, it, does. it just takes a yeah. while. But it is a nonprofit through Ohio and with the IRS right now. Um, the building itself has not been put into the 
um, nonprofit. That's a two different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the historic Grafton School. That's something else. Is that um, we're going to move uh, the stuff that had been at the village hall, the historical things. Those will be put up in the um, school. Those will be actually on display. I've got a lot of display mm-hmm. cases Good. that have been donated from people that say, you know, could you use and I said, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? But yes, of course. <laughs> but there's always a reason for them. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got the books that uh, the, uh, the Gorman uh, books. The Gorman yes. books. Mm-hmm. So those will be on display in um, an area so that people can see what people read in the 1900s. Uh, and uh, I also want to be able to allow people to read them, to sit there and touch them and read them. Uh, that's just how I feel about books. I hope that you guys are okay with that. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some that might be a little moldy that you have to hide right, away. Right, right. right. But anything, yeah, it's, yeah, if we can use them, that's, it's important for people to see those things. Yes, um, yes. And experience that. that they're living what their ancestors lived in right. a lot of ways. So right. it's great right. to preserve that and great to let people be a little more hands-on sometimes. That's right. tangible. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, the yes. tangibles, to be able to see what it was, it yeah. uh, really is. And I'm hoping that uh, the, we'll like what we're going to do with the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that we can collaborate um, on more displays. If you guys have collections mm-hmm. that you want to be able to have displayed a little bit better, that aren't in the closet, then we can do something like that. It's the great thing about having a facility like that is you can partner with all sorts of different groups Mm -hmm. in the community Mm -hmm. and share Mm -hmm. everything and and just build the community. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. I've always said I play well in a sandbox. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, you know, we we have Mm -hmm. so much sand in the sandbox and if we want to build something, we've got to do it together. And yes. I, I really have always been a big proponent about community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really have. So. Well, we'll make sure to have all your uh, contact information in our show notes for, for okay. people yes. to look at, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you have new ones, we can always share them with us and we'll put them up okay. there. So. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> thank you for doing this. I thank you. It. Well, thank you. Much. Absolutely. Right. Did I answer your questions? Absolutely. I mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. More than you wanted. <laughs> if there's anything else you want to share with us. <laughs> so, thank but you very much. You're welcome. And thank you again for talking with us. <laughs> thank you to our guest, Carly Mahajan, for joining us today and to our listeners for exploring this page of Grafton history with us. For more local history content, check out the Grafton Midview Public Library's collection at gmplibrary.org slash localhistory. If you have a question for us or a topic you'd like us to explore on a future episode, please email us at postcardsfromgrafton at gmail.com. This has been Postcards from Grafton. <laughs> <laughs>